90% Mental, Conversations with Grant Parr, Episode 91. Today, mental performance coach Grant Parr sits down with Jennifer Garrett, high performance expert and author, to talk about her book, Move the Ball, her Move the Ball framework, and how she took her love for the game of football to design leadership and high performance training for small, medium, and large-sized companies. After you listen to this episode, you will be ready to suit up, show up, and move the ball. Hey, Jennifer, how are you? Hey, Grant. I'm great. Thanks so much for having me on your show. Beautiful. Well, I'm really excited to have you on my show because we're going to talk about what you're doing as a business consultant, executive coach, and all these other hats that you wear, but we're going to talk about the game of football, which is something that I love and you love, and how you've done something really cool on taking the game of football and how you've made it your approach with your business. And then we're also going to talk about your book that you wrote, which is all about football as well, and how you go to market and teach people life skills and um, and coach executives as well. And that book is called Move the Ball how the game of American football can help you achieve your life goals. So I'm really excited to really dive into this and um, and really excited to have you on my show. Great, let's do it. All right. Well, before we get into your background and, and why you love football, I want to talk about mental toughness, which is kind of the fabric of the game of, of American football. So when you think of mental toughness, what does mental toughness mean to you? Yeah, so first of all, mental toughness is not just the fabric of American football, but of any sport and life in general, in my opinion. And for me, mental toughness is really what gives you that edge over everyone else out there, your competition, if you will. And so in my mind, it's really what helps you cope with any situation better than anybody else. Beautiful. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I always think about the analogy of, of mental toughness. It's like the emotional hurricane that you deal with internally and externally. And and so how do we become mentally tough? How do we actually get into the center of that hurricane, which is the eye of the hurricane, and be calm and deal with the chaos around us? So um, I love your answer. Uh, but when we start actually talking more about mental toughness, right, and I know that you love the game of football, and I know that you love, you're a diehard Chicago Bears fan. And so I'm going to ask you to kind of to go back all the years that you've actually watched your favorite team. And out of all the, whether if it's about the team or a certain player, is there a moment where you can identify like where the Bears exuded some mental toughness? It's a great question. I mean, I'm going to go to a recent, fairly recent example. I mean, when you look at last season for the Bears, right? coming out of um, the preseason and starting the season, they had a, a heartbreaking loss to the Green Bay Packers. They were up 20 points at the half and then ended up losing. And, and that kind of sparked them being the bottom of the NFL North division. And throughout the season, they continued to stay focused on what was important, which was winning each game, right, taking it one down at a time, one game at a time, and they ended up being first in the division and then going into the playoffs, and we know what happened there. But um, but it's that mental toughness that keeps you going. It's easy to allow yourself to get discouraged when things aren't going in your favor or your way, right? And when you're losing games on the field or in life, it's, 
you can get down very easily. And so if you can stay mentally tough and say, you know what, I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to get across my goal line no matter what, then that is key to being successful in life. And mental toughness is the foundation to being able to do that. And so the Bears last season um, was really a good example of that. They're not doing so great this season. So, you know, it's after uh, a few weeks, it's interesting to see where they're at at the bottom again and can they turn it around and remain mentally tough and um, just end up being on top again. Well, when you when you think about mental toughness, and you said it earlier, you know, I brought up the the idea that mental toughness uh, is the fabric of American football, and and you said that it wasn't. What what do you think, from your perspective, is the fabric of of American football? Oh no, what I said was it's not only the the fabric of American football, but any sport and Got life it. in general. So Got I it. agree with you. No, it, it's important not just in football, but everywhere. Awesome. Okay, <laughs> thank you for that. <laughs> Because I was like, wow, you know, because like there there could be something that I'm not seeing, so that'd be kind of cool. Um, well, so let's let's talk about your love for football, uh, and we'll get into a little bit in your background and and how you've you know created this really cool business around football. But where did the love come from with football? Where did it start? So it started in a small house in Chicago, um, <laughs> and <laughs> I was an only child growing up. I didn't have brothers or that played the game, and and I, I had two parents that loved watching Chicago Bear football every week during the season. And so, being an only child, I spent a lot of time with my parents, and so I started watching the game, fell in love with the game, just because of the fact that there were these moments where football teams were trailing by three, four touchdowns in the second half or the fourth quarter, and they would turn it around. And that's not unique to the Bears, but that's where I saw it first occur. And I just love that um, resiliency, that mental toughness, that playing the game until the game is over mentality. And so that's kind of how it started. And I followed the game ever since I was a kid, taking lessons from it and applying it to my own life to be successful off the field. I love it. I mean, it's the the game of football is it affects so much of us, whether if you're American or not. It's just it's just a beautiful game, and um, and I love it how the effects that it's had on you and and what you've done with it with the game of football. And just so you know, my for my listeners, and we'll get towards the end of the show where they can reach out to you and connect with you. But if you truly want to like talk football, Jennifer can talk football because I've already spent about an hour talking to her about it before the show, and she definitely knows her stuff. So just want to throw that out there. <laughs> so thank you. You bet. So before we get into your company and what you're doing, you have a very very unique background, and and I want to highlight this. And there's a part of me that wants you to say it, but I'll, I'll go ahead and do it. But you have a lot of degrees. And you've not only have a lot of degrees, um, but you're a mother of five. And so I think when we talk about mental toughness, uh, I think you probably exude mental toughness uh, to earn all these degrees and resiliency and grit and and all of those words, confidence. But just so my listeners know that you have, here's the seven degrees that you have. You have a bachelor in science in electrical engineering. You have a BS in biomedical engineering, you have a master's in business, you have a master's in communication and leadership studies, you have a JD, you have your master's of law, and you have your LLM in taxation. Wow, like, yeah, you know, like, you're a leader, you're an author, you're a corporate consultant, you're executive coach, you're a judge advocate for the American National Guard. 
how do you like what made you get all those degrees and then how do you identify with yourself what is what is your your title if you will yeah, so um, how did I get all those degrees? I was a little crazy, you must be. But, you know, I, I've, I've always had a passion for learning. And I was fortunate that I worked for companies that had amazing tuition assistance programs at the time. And so I leveraged those benefits. And so four of those degrees were fully paid for, including law school, um, by employers. So I was just blessed to have those opportunities. But at the end of the day, I really just enjoyed learning and growing through knowledge. So that's why I did that. And how do I identify myself? What I like to say is I'm a boundary pusher that used football to move the ball in my own life. And you highlighted some of the things that I've done, so I don't need to repeat those. But uh, but that's how I like to think of myself. I love it. I love it. Well, talk to me a little bit about your book, because your, your book is called Move the Ball. And what was the drive of writing the book and kind of share with me kind of how you use this book and this content to work with, with companies? Yeah. So I've always had a passion for writing and for helping others. And I've had a passion for football since I was a kid. And I was at a football game back in 2011. It was the Green Bay Packers, Chicago Bears, NFC championship game. That was the year that the Packers went to the Super Bowl, So they had to get through Chicago to get there and um, there was a moment in that game where the Bears were trying to make a comeback and they called fourth down or it was fourth down they called the timeout and so in that moment I realized how there are times in our own lives where we have fourth down moments and we need to figure out what is it that we're going to do are we going to punt are we going to go for it what do we do and so that was the inspiration for the book and you know, you talk about mental toughness and mental toughness is one of the things that is in the book. There is an acronym called mad pride that I say has eight elements that really separate the good and the mediocre from the great. And mental toughness is the M in that mad pride acronym. So that's, that's key to being able to being successful in life. And what I do with my book is I have a number of frameworks that I really work with organizations and individuals on how they can apply football strategies and principles to really take their business or their life to the next level. Can you share more about like, can you tell me exactly everything about Mad Pride and what it stands for and how you actually use that within the framework? Yeah, sure. So Mad Pride stands for mental toughness, ambition with attitude, determined balance, Practice with purpose, relentlessness to rebound, improvement focused, dedication to a healthy diet, and energy that energizes. And I'd say that after the mental toughness piece, I think the thing that is the most important to me, well, they're all important, but is the energy that energizes. I think that's really a game changer, a needle mover, a ball mover, because the energy that you bring into any space is so important. When you look at football teams and they come out onto the field, it's those leaders on the team that fire up their teammates and the crowd that are really the ones that are able to get the team to make plays, and they're also making plays as well individually. And so um, that is a critical component to one of the frameworks that I talk about is what is the energy that you're bringing into every single room that you enter and make sure that when you leave it, you've left it in a better place than it was before you walked it. And so just having that high energy, not only for yourself, but also for your teammates and the people that you interact with is key to being able to move the ball forward. Um, some of the other frameworks we talk about from a business standpoint, if you're looking at strategic growth, 
you know, how can you use move the ball concepts to position your business for higher levels of growth? If you're looking at changing the culture in your organization or transforming it, how do you use move the ball concepts to really enable, inspire, and empower your people to really kind of step off their game, but also to not burn them out and leave them feeling stressed at the end of each day, which is so important in today's world where the days of the nine to five are gone, right? People are working so many hours, taking work home. You're connected all the time by your phone. And it's easy for people to just feel stressed all the time and overwhelmed. So a lot of the work that I do too is helping organizations to make sure culturally they're doing things that relieve some of that tension and that stress and that frustration or unhappiness. I love the Mad Pride framework. And to be honest with you, as you were speaking and you're, you know, you're just about to say, well, it's the most important. I'm like, in my mind, I'm like energy. And as much as I, as a mental performance coach, I, I, I think the, the main, the basis of my work is breath, is being in, how does breath connect our body and get us into the, into the here and now and be present. But when you think about breath, what, what, what actually creates our breath and pushes it and ignites it and activates it. It's energy. And and I'm all about energy. How do we check our energy every morning? How do we actually understand what our frequency is? Because there's going to be moments where we're going to wake up in the morning. We're not going to feel good. It just, it's going to happen. Um, and so, but we're responsible to actually to take care of our energy and, and understand if I don't have a hundred percent, if I have 60% of energy, Let's not focus on the energy I don't have. Let's focus on the energy that I do have and work within that framework. Yes, I completely agree. And you talked about frequency, and I will talk a lot about vibrating higher, vibrating above the noise, vibrating above distractions, and how you do that comes from your mindset, right, and being mentally tough and just telling yourself every morning that you're going to make the day a great day no matter what happens each and every day. And that helps you keep your energy level up and sometimes that gives you more energy. Maybe coffee helps that too, um, <laughs> and sugar. But but you know, I mean, how you the, the mindset that you bring into the day really defines how you end it um, because it does drive your energy as well, and your energy can drive your mindset. Goes both ways for sure. And I, I always talk about it because it's you know we do talk about like how important it is. And and when I'm working with whether if it is executives or athletes or coaches. The question comes after I start talking about energy, like, so what if I don't feel good? How do I actually increase it? What are the things I can do? And so there's there's a lot of that. I mean, obviously, yes, you can drink coffee for sure, energy drinks for sure, but it's short term. But it's but you can also you get into your breath, you get into meditation, you get into grat- gratitude work, you get into intentional work, set your intention for the day, and also revisit that intention throughout the day. Listen to music. I mean, there's a lot. I mean, there's a lot of things that we can do within our control to actually enhance our energy. Absolutely. And if I could share, I recently did a training on seven ways to immediately increase your productivity, and one of those is around gratitude. And she mentioned gratitude. And what I talk about is lowering your standard of gratitude. So there are things that we are the obvious things that we're grateful for, right? That I have clothes on my back, that I can eat, that I have a roof over my head and those things. And so what I challenge people to think about is get excited over the littlest things. The other day I was eating a bowl of cereal and I was just laughing because I was like, this is such a great mint seafoam colored bowl. I love it. And I was just (laughs) laughing, but, and it's silly, 
but that gave me more positive energy. And so when you just appreciate the littlest things in life, it energizes you even more. But what it also does is when things don't go your way, it allows you to not get consumed in that negativity. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's that's the power of, of having a gratitude practice is just when you look at the little things and you really enjoy it and you really just connect with it. And because when you actually have something that's really awesome and really big, it's just it's it's amplified even more. But, you know, it just going throughout the world, going throughout your day and just appreciating things allows you to be positive because there's a lot of people like, oh, you want me to like tell myself have a great day? Yes, because you can. But, you know, it, but you're you have to be you have to you have to, you know, buy into your own vernacular. You have to buy into your own inner dialogue, because if, if you're not, no one else is. So, yes, I want you to to be grateful and I want you to, to have positive self-talk. I want you to connect and plug into it because you can. Right. Yes. And, and one of the fundamental concepts in Move the Ball is that you are the quarterback and this is your game. So you have to own it. And so. Owning it is having that gratitude, starting with you, giving yourself that self-talk in the morning. And one thing I encourage people to do, too, is write a note to yourself. So when you are having those days that you're not feeling like showing up and giving it your best or something happens, you can pull up that note and remind yourself why you're doing something, how awesome you are. It just kind of gives you another jolt of energy to keep going. Yeah. You know, and that's, you know, it's part of motivation. Motivation comes and goes and when you have little notes like that, it uh, it reminds you because there's there's so many distractions. There's so I call them moto killers, uh, motivational killers. There's gonna be people that you're gonna you're gonna say something. They're gonna say something. You're gonna hear a report or watch something on the news. Your motivation goes down. There's gonna be a lot of things that affect us throughout our day. So having these little notes, these little reminders, keeps us focused on the right things and keeps us focused on the things we can't control. So that's it's a great. Great suggestion for sure. So let's get into you. And I know we're going to get a little bit deep, but I want to—I want my listeners to understand a little bit more about you, um, what makes you tick. Um, but from your perspective, when people are hiring you, why, why do you think people hire you? That's a great question. I think people hire me for a couple reasons. One, I have a high energy level and people feed off of high energy. And two, I think that people appreciate a differentiated approach and you know, being a female that uses football, which is traditionally a male dominated uh, sport area, right? To really connect with people is something that is different. And the third thing is I've I live what I talked about. So I basically, everything that I talk about in my book and, and other things, I've applied to my own life and I truly believe in the principles because, because they've helped me and they can help other people. And so I think the combination of that really makes people want to, to hire someone that can bring that to their organization. Awesome. Now, we all go through bad days and we, we all go through, we have stressful days. How do you deal with a bad day or a stressful day? Well, we talked about the gratitude piece. That's part of it. Um, one of the things that I tell myself every morning is I say, I will suit up, I will show up, and I will move the ball no matter what happens today. And mm -hmm. so that is helpful because for me, it's about 
dominating each day and making sure that you go to bed looking in the mirror as you're brushing your teeth and then getting ready for bed. You're smiling and you're happy because you know that you made the day a great day. And so no matter what happens in the hours and the minutes throughout, I can't control everything that happens to me, but I can always control how I respond and what I do from there. And so for me, being mindful, that means I'm not perfect and nothing goes as planned 100% of the time. That's all of us, right? But we can control what we do. And so if you remember that you can only control what you can control, and that's your mindset and your actions, and you catch yourself when you're like caught in the spiral of negativity and stop it, and be like, you know what, I'm not going to waste any more time on this because it's not doing anything for me, can't change the outcome. So now let me just figure out how I'm going to end the day on a note that I'm proud of. Mm. You know, I love those three things that you tell yourself because I, when I go speak, when I do keynote speaking or when I speak to a team, and it could be a team that I'm like, I've been working all season long. So there's rapport, there's trust there, but I always, there's a routine. There's three things that I say to myself, and that's like, I get to do this. They want to hear me and tap into your joy. And I say that's my mm-hmm. mantra, and I say that enough times. Usually it's in my car on the way to uh, to where I'm speaking, or it's right before I get out of my car or get out of the plane or leave the hotel room. I say that, and it's just, no matter how many times I hear it, I, I connect with it. So it's a part of my fabric, and it keeps me really focused, and it keeps me focused on the things I can't control. I love that. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, you bet. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a good sense of your mindset, and we've talked about things that you can do to actually create a, a healthy mindset. How would you describe your mindset? That's a great question. <laughs> no one's ever asked me that before. You know, I mean, I, I am just so grateful for the opportunity to do what I do. And so I think, I mean, my mindset, I would say, is probably at the best that it's ever been. And I'll tell you, I mean, I've had a great corporate career, but being able to really help motivate and inspire and effectuate change through my Move the Ball frameworks and what I do now is just amazing. And I'm just I wake up every day even more fired up than I ever did working in my corporate climate, which I loved doing too. And so, you know, I think I'm at my best level right now. And the mindset is a huge part of that. Definitely. Definitely. And, you know, just so my listeners know that you're, you're very active on social media and your messages are super positive. And, and like you said, you're in your energy. You can feel it, you know, through the device or through your computer. Um, how do you actually, how do you keep that consistent? How do you have that, that positive message every day? How do you do that? Well, first I need it for me. Like I need to stay positive for myself, but I love being able to project that energy onto other people. It also helps because I have great, um, supporters and people that engage on my content. So I do it for them too, but it, it motivates me to like even push me, Father, I'll give you an example. I'm I'm doing a 40 Days of Purpose video series, which I'll end up putting on YouTube. But I was not comfortable holding a phone a few inches from my face and shooting videos. It just wasn't me. You want to film me on a stage? No, fine. But holding that camera and seeing myself, I did not like it. And I said, you know what? I need to do this to better connect with people on social media and really give them more and let them know me a little deeper. And so... I started doing it. And if you have ever done 
a long video series, 40 videos in 40 days is a lot of work, especially when you're traveling and flying and, and all that stuff. But for me, it was really about getting comfortable, being uncomfortable initially. And then I loved it. It was like, oh, my God, this is great. And I've gotten better at it. I sucked in the beginning, right? When you learn, when you learn something new, like you're not going to be the best at it, but you got to start, right? And then right. you just improve over time. And so I've really just enjoyed being able to post that of it. I just get so much motivation myself knowing that I'm making a difference for other people. And that's why I do it. You know, so it's great. And I love it that you're talking about it and then kind of some of the things that you went through mentally and emotionally by doing this, because I feel the same way. I, I'm in the people business. I'm pushing out social media content every day. I'm speaking to people through Skype, FaceTime, through telephone, in person, individually, in front of teams. And I'm, I'm connected to people. But when it comes to videos, uh, it's, it's so hard for me. And I have, a, I have had a blockage and I had these barriers. And I start looking at like, oh, look, look at my eyes. They look, they look tired. And all these things are coming up. And it's funny because my my mentor was like, you're focusing on the wrong things. Just focus on the content and the joy behind it. Who cares if you think you look old or if the lighting's bad? People are not – if if you think that you're old and the lighting's bad and the content's bad, well, then, yeah, it's, it's, it's all around a bad situation. But if you're, gonna, if you're tapping into your joy and you're actually feeling great about that content, who cares what the lighting looks like? Who cares – if you think you're old, because people are not looking at that, they're they're hearing the words and the energy that are coming out of your mouth. And I'm like, great point. <laughs> right? Can I share? Yeah. Something. So, um, so for me, what really got me into doing the videos was I let go of the fear of judgment because I didn't care. Like I shoot my videos. I don't care if someone wants to pick apart, you know, how I look or the lighting or the setting. I know they're not perfect. I mean, they're raw videos and that's what they're intended to be me being my authentic self. And so I just thought, I didn't care what people thought. And um, it's been great to get, you know, a lot of love and support on the videos, but there are some people that have been mean and people can be mean on social media. And I'll share with you. um, One person had commented And they said something along the lines, like, is there a collective noun for these sort of posts? Because pointless isn't punchy enough. And I was like, wow. Wow. Like, could you not said anything? (laughs) You know, thank you. (laughs) So what I ended up doing was I ended up writing up or I did a video where I told people about, I said, you know, you don't have to accept the gift of negativity that people are giving you. And I shot this video at two in the morning. I was upset. I usually don't let people's negative comments bother me, but I was really putting myself out there being vulnerable in some of these videos and to get a message like that was not very nice. And so I was just laying in bed and I'm like, you know, I'm not okay with this. I'm going to shoot a video on this. And so at 2 a.m. I got out of bed and I shot a video. And I talked about how this is what I received and words are hurtful, but you don't have to accept them. So don't, you know, and um, someone had wrote someone that has never commented on any of my videos ever before. And it was a male. He was like, it took a lot of courage to shoot the video like that. And one day I hope to be like you. And that was just like the most amazing feeling in the world to know that you made a difference to one person. I mean, I'm sure, I hope that it was more than one, but even if it was only one, like that was worth it. Oh man, that's just, that's beautiful. And that's, that's true energy. That's true love right there. When someone can kind of 
they're being vulnerable too. And, and I think that's, you know, there, there's a statement and again, plug in my mentor because he, he actually, I believe he created this really awesome, awesome statement or quote about vulnerability and it's victory goes to the vulnerable and going on when you're pushing yourself out to the masses, man, there's, there is a huge level of vulnerability there. And I think that's what stops me at times is, you know, I feel like I'm super vulnerable when it comes to that. There's a, there's a lesson and opportunity for me to let it go and just just show up and be myself. And I, and then when I see people or when I hear people say those things, I, I call it cheap seats, man. The people that are sitting in the cheap seats, sitting in the, it's easy for you to be far away and start, you know, making fun of somebody when they're actually doing all the hard work and they're in the arena, like they're doing it and you're sitting there and you're the one in the cheap seats. And so, you know, and again, we talk about what you can control and we can't control what people think. And I, I love it when people do say stuff like that, because for me, I get into my most present self, I get into my breath, and I just tell them back, thanks for sharing. And, you know, and sometimes that really pisses people off. Like, what do you mean? Well, I'm right. My, I'm pretty bright with myself. I'm feeling pretty good. I'm not going to plug into your negativity. But hey, you know what? You have a right to whatever you want to say. So thanks for sharing. And so you just take the high road. But it's hard. But you have to like, you have to get into your breath. And you have to get into that, that most present self of yourself. Right. Yes, you do. And you, so for me, it's always about vibrating higher, no matter yeah. who sends you negative comments or positive, you always take the high road because you don't need to stoop to their level. Totally. Totally. Well, and I'm also thinking too, because you work with, you work with Fortune 50 companies and the federal government um, and a list of different other verticals out there. Are you ever met with scrutiny or any kind of confusion with your content because it's so football based, or is there everywhere you go, people are just very open and, and connect to it? So when I worked at GE, I, I published the book when I was working at GE, and GE was great with having me speak in all their different business days. Um, I've traveled all over, which has been great. But one of the things that they had asked is, well, how do you deal with people that don't know football? And so depending on the audience, because I'll gauge kind of who I'm working with and what their level of football knowledge is, I don't always talk about football specifics or at a deep level. So, for example, if you know football or not, I think everybody knows what a quarterback is is right <laughs> um i think everyone knows like what the goal line is so i mean a lot of the things that i talk with are at a higher level that people can resonate no matter what your football depth is good i love it i love it so one more question here before we sign off and it'll be a deep question when you when you think about reflecting on your whole career everything that you've gone through up until this point what do you think you've learned the most about yourself that's a really good question. I think the thing that I've learned the most about myself, and I'm going to say my answer and let me explain, is that you really can do, because it's going to sound cheesy, you really can do anything if you set your mind to it. Okay, and that's, that's like a generic, okay, Jen, that's generic. But let me share why I believe that. Is, you know, when I wrote Move the Ball, um, I had a corporate job and my goal was to just share, kind of let me teach people what football did for me. And there were people along the way that were like, what are you doing? Like, just stay in the corporate space. Like, they told me, no, like, don't bother. No one wants to hear what you have to say, especially professional athletes. Like, they don't want to hear what you have to say. 
I'm like, okay, thank you. <laughs> and so fast forward to present, I mean, there are guys that play football currently or former players that reach out to me all the time that want to learn about my framework and my methodologies. There are people that played on the Super Bowl team that I grew up as a kid watching, that's the 85 Bears, that um, now will support my work and say that I know football more than guys they played with and how it applies to both life and on the field. And so to me, that was kind of true success. It's like, oh my God, that's amazing. And the reason I share that is because I never thought that my book would be anything except just a book. And I talk here and there to people, but it, I never thought it would be kind of a career and that people recognize me as actually a football expert. Um, and so you really can do whatever you want in life is if you believe in yourself and just continue to move the ball forward and have that mental toughness, which is so key. And don't let people tell you that you couldn't do something. And somebody asked me, recently they're like well how have you done everything you've done and I'm like simple I never let someone tell me no but I let I never let a no be a reason why I couldn't do something mm. and so I think for me like that's the biggest thing for me is you can really do anything that you want I mean there may be physical limitations like I'm not going to play in the NBA right or the NFL um unless they change the rules <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe I'm getting kind of old <laughs> but uh to play but you can do pretty much anything if you have the courage to put yourself out there and have the mental toughness to stick with it until you get across the goal line. Totally. Yeah. Vulnerability, being courageous, being brave. I mean, all those things. And I talk about myself about, you know, you know, just about five, six years ago, I had to re reignite myself and change myself and redesign myself to play a bigger game in life. And I feel really like I'm vibrating in a great direction and I feel like I'm, man, I'm playing a big game. And when I'm listening to your story and all the things that you've gone through and what you've done with the, the game of football and your love for it, man, like you're bringing this all together to play a big game, a huge game. And it's just really exciting to, to, to hear your story and, and how you're going about affecting people's, not only people's lives, but their businesses. So with that being said, I want my my listeners to get more connected with you. How do they how do they follow you on social media and where can they buy their your book? So the book they can buy on Amazon, it's both a paperback as well as a Kindle version. And then there's an audible version as well that you can an audio book version that you can get on Audible or iTunes. And so if you check it out, I'd love to hear the feedback. And it's always great to hear what, what takeaways people have. As far as getting in, in contact with me and following me, I'm very active on all the social channels. If you search my name or move the ball, I should come up. But one of the things that I just recently announced is I really have been inspired by the support that I've gotten for people um, on my recent videos and just other social media content that I decided that I was going to create a mailing list where I could just give more content away. It's free. I'm not selling your email giving out that disclaimer um but it's really just to, to provide more out there and really help make a difference in people's lives so if people are interested for listening if you go to the next first you can sign up for my list and the reason i chose the next first down as the website is because in football as in life we don't focus on getting into the end zone or getting across the goal line on every single play it's really getting that next first down 
that is what's important and continuing to make that incremental progress. And then when you do that consistently, you will get across that goal line and you will score. And so that's why I chose the name. I love it. Well, it's, it's all about moving the ball, right? Moving the needle. And, and Jennifer, I want to thank you for your energy, truly, when I say that, because you've not only have I seen your energy on social media, and I've obviously I've talked to you offline, and I've you know read your book, you just, um, you're consistent, and you exude it. And so I want to just thank you for being on my show, sharing your journey, your stories, your thoughts about football, and your energy. So thank you so much for being on my show. Well, thank you. I really appreciate you having me, and I appreciate everyone listening to today's episode. <laughs>